This is your host, Darth Yacker, coming to you live from Shreveport, Louisiana. But that's just me. We've got a guy spread out all over the place. Uh, we've got a few guys out there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Tyler, of course, joining us from um, – Tyler, where are you at? Not Albany or Albany? I always Albany. forget if you're not in Albany. Albany, Louisiana. Yeah. And we've got with us tonight Craig Stormy Storms coming us from Lake Erie, um, Canada, Michigan. No, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay, we're close. We're close. We're close. <laughs> we got a we got a loaded show tonight. We got a lot of great things to talk about. The fishing is is really starting to heat up. So uh, uh, Craig's on to talk to us tonight about uh, Dakota Lithium batteries. Uh, Brock Miller is going to be on from the Backpacker. Obviously, everybody knows Brock. He's been on a bunch of times talking to us about some new Hobie products coming out, the 2020 line of kayaks, Outbacks, uh, Pro Anglers, 360, Breakaway Fins. Man, so many great things coming out. Uh, Eric Stacy, tournament director, coming on from Bayou Coast to talk to us a little bit about the Falling Tide Tournament. Certainly, we're going to do a couple of special episodes about that, but uh, registration is going to be going up soon, and Eric is... Um, out here to promote that tournament. It's going to be a really good time. So before we get to everything, we're going to, we're going to jump to, to Craig here in a few minutes, but I know everybody likes to hear my fishing reports. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I have been out fishing um, actually the last two two weeks in a row. So uh, as it starts, I'd like to say cooling down, but it's been really hot lately. But, well, we do what we can do. And um, got to go uh, on Labor Day, me and uh, Super Mario, uh, Dan Robdell, we we actually hooked up. We went out fishing, um, and we were doing a little scouting for um, for Rumble on the River, a little little scouting for Fall and Tide coming up. We went down Highway 23. First time I got to fish with Dan. Um, and if you guys are curious as to how he got the name Super Mario, it's kind of a funny story. We had a um, uh, team tournament. Everybody knows Double Trouble. It was uh, back in I think it was in April. I think it was back in April of this year. And uh, so we had members fishing with other members and, and, and doing a group thing. We had to stick together. And I don't know how Dan got the idea, but it was his understanding that we all had to dress up for the tournament. So Dan and his partner, Trey Edgerson, ended up uh, dressing up as the Mario Brothers. Um, kind of like uh, coming to the weigh-in, they were the only ones in the costume. Like they thought it was a costume party or something. But anyway, Dan's a real good guy. We had a great time fishing. Uh, I know... We took some pictures. We thought um, started out a little slow. We went in the marsh and uh, kind of poked around a little bit. Actually, Dan caught the first two fish. I, uh, I had a I had a kind of a feeling I was I was about to get skunked. We, we started moving back a little bit into the into the marsh a little bit. Got into some skinny ponds. Um, you know, a little, about a foot, maybe a foot and a half of water, and it really started turning on about eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, most of the fish were caught on the um, the Johnson Gold Spoon weedless. I was using a quarter ounce spoon, and uh, I think Dan was using a half ounce spoon. So what we were doing was we were fishing these pockets of water. We were um, looking for these little coves. The uh, the tide really wasn't moving. The fish weren't moving at all. Uh, we we really didn't see any like pounding bait against the shoreline. Didn't really see any action of the the redfish cruising. A lot of times when you get that skinny water, the benefit is you can see these reds in that real skinny water cruising along and. They just weren't doing that, but uh, we kept throwing spoons, and I tell you what, through about 11 o'clock, I think we had close to 16 redfish between the two of us. Um, some good-sized reds, some nice slots. Uh, we, we did catch a couple of, uh, of small reds, but most of them went from probably 20 to 27 inches. I had two that went uh, just over 26, that perfect slot 
right between 26 and 27. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, I, and, and they were they were bronze. You know, Tyler, I know you fish Delacro and Reggio a lot. When you see those redfish come out of that water uh, and they have that real bright, bright bronze look to them, they're just really, really pretty. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I still don't really understand what causes that the, the different colorations, but. Uh, yeah, there's some pretty fish, especially around Delacro and all that grass. Yeah, yeah, we saw some grass out there. The One of the benefits of fishing down Highway 23 is that you can find sections of grass, but you're really not fighting through the grass like you will in Delacro, where you're having to pull up that drive and, and paddle a lot. Um, now, one of the drawbacks is, is you're not going to have as clean of water. Uh, probably the prettiest water we saw maybe had 8 to 10 inches of visibility, and certainly you'd like it a little bit cleaner than that, but it was certainly clean enough for the redfish to see that spoon. And with that sun being out and really reflecting well off that gold spoon, uh, we were really able to catch some, some nice fish that day. Um, no trout yet and uh, no, um, no flounder or anything. But um, again, a lot of nice redfish out there. Uh, I did talk to some people afterwards. Uh, this is the second time I've been down 23 in the last two weeks. And um, same thing I noticed, the redfish weren't moving. They were all just sitting idle against the shoreline. You almost kind of had to hit them in the head with the spoon and, and get kind of a reactionary bite out of them. And what I was told was essentially that there's so much shrimp in the marsh right now, and you can, you can see the shrimp popping around, that the redfish are just full. You know, they're just sitting back. They've eaten all day or in the morning, and they're just sitting back. And, and basically what we're getting are the reactionary strikes. They're not really cruising for food anymore. What I'm being told is that once we get that first good north wind in, um, colder weather, it starts pushing that shrimp out of the marsh, then those redfish are really going to start heating up. They're going to start cruising more, uh, looking for bait. So that's a good sign. I mean, I know we had some, uh, the fish we caught were all pretty fat. You know, you could tell they've been feeding real well. And um, come a month from now, when or uh, three weeks, I think, Rumble on the River is three weeks, Tyler? Yep, twenty yeah, about three about three weeks away. Um, I think there we're gonna have some really nice redfish being caught, um, at least down twenty-three. Uh certainly we have the um uh option of fishing down St. Bernard Parish, Delacro Reggio, Hopedale, all those places hold some some really good fish. So uh you know, got a lot of opportunity to go out there and scout and, and try to find where you want to fish and, and see if you can find those those two redfish that'll uh hopefully put you in the in the top five or six uh to get in the money. Last week, I, uh, I had the uh, opportunity um, this past weekend, actually, to go down to Pensacola and fish with another one of our club sponsors, uh, Emerald Coast Kayak Fishing, uh, Brandon Barton. And with him, um, we had four of us going out. And I had uh, Matthew Van was out there. Matthew also runs a, uh, a kayak uh, charter. I think it's Sales and Tails, Tyler. Uh, I think it's yep, Sales and Tails. Sales and Tails. So there's four of us. And um, we, had a, we just had a phenomenal trip. It was really nice. Uh, the, the troll bite was a little slow. There was bait everywhere. You could drop a sabiki down almost anywhere along the beach, you know, half a mile off the beach. And you, you were, you were, you were pulling up bait every time we were catching hardtails and, uh, uh <coughs> squirrel, squirrel fish and on these little squirrel fish baits and, and even some little small, um, Spanish mackerel were hitting those sabikis. So we loaded up with bait, trolled for about an hour and the troll bite was a little slow, I did end up catching um, a Spanish or two, Spanish small Spanish mackerel. Uh, my friend Quinn caught a 20-pound uh, a king, which was real nice. It was a real good fight. I actually saw him trolling, and his rod was just out the kayak. was just bent over, you know. And I started yelling at him because he had it in the holder, and he turns around and he sees it. And 
he fights it and it was a really good fight. He's got some, some really nice fish out there. So we ended up switching over to a reef about a mile and a half offshore. And, uh, because the troll bite was slow and ended up going after some red snapper. So even though it wasn't season, we dropped down with some, um, with some dead bait we had and, uh, just see if we could pull up some red snapper. And let me tell you, they were everywhere. Uh, thick, 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 uh, Brandon was showing me what they look like on the, on the sonar, how they were showing up, uh, as far as the sights and all you saw were just these lines going all across the Lawrence. And I said, was that, you know, is that bait? Cause that looks like bait. It was so thick. He said, no, no, that's, that's snapper. So we started dropping down and they're, they're chumming up the fish. Um, we would get down 30, 40 feet before that bait had even hit the bottom. They were, they were hitting the line. I mean, it was a bite. We'd, we'd get on the, uh, the reef area it was a bite every time you dropped down right there. So there was four of us fishing. Uh, Brandon and Matthew did a great job. I mean, they didn't fish at all. They stuck with us. They'd stick right by your side, especially when you hooked up. Wanted to make sure nobody flipped over. Um, just because, you know, you, you get on these fish, you need to crank down on them hard to keep them from going into the reef. Uh, we probably had, I don't know, 10 to 12 snapper we caught between the four of us. All good size, 10 to 15 pound snapper. Um, safely released them all. It was, it was, it was a really good trip. We were in by 11, um, and, and, and had a great time, you know, but, uh, got to, got to come back in, eat lunch, drink some beer. Uh, obviously I was drinking some wine and we got to watch the LSU Tigers beat Texas. I mean, that was a great game there. And, uh, and then we had another good game last night with the saints pulling off that last minute field goal in the final seconds to, uh, to beat the Texans. So it was a good weekend. I mean, it was a good weekend. I know, Tyler, I, I know you were going to go fishing this weekend, but ended up having to, I think, go to work for a little while. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to work Saturday morning. Uh, I had plans to go fishing, and, and uh, unfortunately, the boss had other plans for me. So, Yeah, it <laughs> happens. And I know Eric. Eric's out there. He's, uh, I know Eric started his own business. He's doing real well. PPM uh, does some AC work, fixed my AC, did a great job on that. I know you've been really tied up last few days uh, taking care of your business and, and, and doing that. Being self-employed stuff, huh? isn't it, buddy? It's fun, but it's all uh, yeah, it's fun until at the same time. But yeah, uh, life's yeah. good. So, Brock, what about you? You've been? You, did you get to do any fishing last two weeks? Uh, I snuck off after class last Wednesday and uh, did a little looking around. Yeah, Hopedale Grand Isle area. You could Hope, say that. Hopedale Grand. Those. They're they're not even close to each other. So was it Hopedale or was it Grand Isle? We don't we don't have to go into. Specific. We don't have to go. Okay, All right. I understand. Brock's Brock's real big on secrets over here. So, um, but you know, I can always tell his pictures. He always takes a picture and doesn't think any of us recognize where he's at. Ah, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so look, let's go over now. Um, I want to talk to to to, to Craig Stormy Storms. Uh, Craig, how you doing tonight, man? Good, brother. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Now you are in a not. That's not a hotel room. No, I'm in my tent here in a campground on Lake Erie, pre-fishing for the uh, Northeast Regionals Championship how, this week. How is? How, I gotta ask you because it's hot as hell down here. How's the weather over there? It's about fifty degrees right now. Oh, fifty man. degrees. <laughs> that would be nice. Fifty degrees. Last, last night I had to turn the heat on for a little while. Oh, you're killing me. Killing me. <laughs> He, he, he's in a tent, Eric. You know, I see you're out there sweating and probably got mosquitoes on you. This guy's in a tent. <laughs> 50 degrees. So um, you're you're in Lake – what are you doing in Lake Erie? I mean, that's 
you know, 50 degree weather. What, what's going on in Lake Erie right now? Well, the KBF is having their uh, Dakota Lithium sponsored the Northeast Region Series this year wow. for KBF. So, um, and I'm also uh, competing in the tournaments. So I'm, I'm doing the double duty with that. And it's just been a blast. And this weekend is our regional finals on Lake Erie. Friday so so for people who don't know, KBF is kayak bass fishing? Correct. Yeah. And so Dakota Lithium um, is one of the sponsors for KBF. You said for the Northeast region. Yes, correct. So what kind of tournament series is that uh, that, y'all, that y'all have over there? Oh. It's it's uh it's growing. This whole this whole industry between Salt Life and the KBF, the Hobie series now, uh, FLW joined the party this year. Uh, so I mean we're just growing this sport. It's so cool that we're all in a position to guide and lead this forward, you know, and 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 grow it as big as we can. Yeah, it, it really is. And the great thing about it is that people can get in cheap. You know, you, you don't have to have a sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar boat with a tower and, and twin engines and and twin this and that, you know, to get in. You know, and I was talking I had this conversation with somebody earlier today and um I said, Look, we're you know, we're getting old, uh, dirt. And, you know, we can't play competitive sports. We can't play football or basketball or baseball. But a lot of us still, we have that competitive drive in us. And it's not about money. And it's not about, uh, you know, getting on TV and being famous or anything. It's just going out there and fishing against some of these guys, you know, uh, mano-a-mano and saying, hey, I know that guy. He's a great fisherman. Today I beat him, you know. It's a good feeling. You know, it's Dude, it, you, know you, you hit it, you hit it on the head, man. Cause that's, I mean, I'm 56, you know, it takes everything I got to do what I do out there with these guys. And, uh, it's just, I'm an old jock, you know, baseball, football. And, uh, it, this, they, I got into the first FLW event. And when I competed in that, that just turned on every competitive cell in my body again. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I haven't fished bass. In 10 years, uh, you know, trying to catch a bass, you know what I mean? And um, and it's just been, I've been totally immersed in this for the last six, seven months now. And it's just been a ride, man. It's been great. It really has. And that's fantastic. And when you can sponsor the event and fish in it, I mean, it probably doesn't get much better than that. No, man. No, yeah. man. Like I said, like I said to you before, I mean, I pinch myself every morning and say, please don't let me mess it up, man. Please. I tell you, if I was waking up in 50 degree weather, I'd <laughs> probably be pinching myself every morning right about now. <laughs> so what kind of, what kind of uh, ahead, I'm sorry. as far as the tournament, what's, what's the format over there? Is it, it's a bass tournament? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a large mouth, small mouth bass on Lake Erie two day event. Um, it's a best of five. Um, we use tourney X. Uh, so it's the same, same procedure you guys use mostly, I would say. And, uh, you know, except we're fishing for, uh, we're fishing for green fish, you know, bass. That's, that's nice. Some, in some of the, in some of the, and the thing this year is that between the Hobie opens, the KF, the KFBs, uh, KBFs, um, I've been hitting bucket list lakes all year long. I mean, I was up. Uh, up on Lake St. Clair, up in Michigan, 
this summer. I mean, that was an absolute, that was a, an experience that you can't even imagine unless you were there because I mean, if it was a weather event by the time one o'clock rolled around, you had five, six foot rollers from the boat traffic. It was wow. that crazy. It was wow. intense. I mean, they had at, at like 11 o'clock in the morning, someone flipped the switch and you had four boats coming at you that were bigger than my house. And they were just coming, you know, and, and the wakes were just, you know, just like five footers. It, it was wild. It really was. But Man. what an experience that lake was. And I mean, we were down in uh, Hot Springs with the FLW Cup. We ran a tournament in conjunction with FLW. Uh, for the uh, for the Forestwood Cup, so it was it, it was very very cool event down there in Hot Springs. So you you uh you fished today? Yeah, I fished uh, today. I fished fished about five six hours today. How'd you do? Um, I didn't even pick up a rod. All oh. I did was all I did was just drive around and uh and look for boulders on the bottom of Lake Erie and, and put a waypoint by them. So this <laughs> so this was this wasn't a tournament day then. No, no, no. This is a pre-fish day. Oh, when's the tournament day. start? Friday. Oh, jeez. Was today Tuesday? Yeah. Man, he's like the older version of Brock Miller, getting out there like four, <laughs> four days early and scouting and skipping school and stuff. Jeez. I got lucky this. I got so look, man, wait, we got you. I tell you what, you know, and I see, uh, I see AJ uh, McWhorter and, and Christine Fisher, and I see Christine fishing all the time. And, um, I started following her recently on, on Facebook, you know, um, and to see what she's doing and, and just following her, their adventures, really going to all these lakes and fantastic places. I said, Oh my God, if I could have done my life over one more time, you know, it started in my twenties, you know, and it's hard to do it now when you, when you've got a family and all that stuff, but in your twenties to take a year off or two to do something like that. What an incredible adventure they're having. Yes, yes. So. AJ and Christine is just lighting it up. I mean, what what she has accomplished this year between the Hobie Opens and the KBFs, it's just it's just magnificent. It really is. I mean, she hasn't just broken the glass ceiling; she shattered it, man. You know, and I yeah, think the kayak and, is the great equalizer. And we have you know? to have her on soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's done a great job, and and she gets out there and. Uh, you know, if uh, any of our people out there are looking at it, go, go take a look at uh, on Facebook, Christine Fisher. Uh, check her out, uh, the, 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 the tournaments that she's won, the, the fishing. She's got some great pictures on there. I, I just enjoy following her and watching the adventures of the places that she's fishing and things like that. And, uh, you know, great, great fisherman, um, fisher person, I should say, and uh, really looking forward forward to, to having her on our show here uh soon is a new sponsor of the club this year and um i know tyler raves about the batteries all the time he says man we, you know we got to get in touch with dakota lithium you know the batteries are great and, and this and that so i said absolutely you know and y'all were kind enough to donate the batteries for our big tournaments this year um for those, a lot of the money that the club takes in to sponsor a lot of the events we do, uh, we do from raffles. And the raffles right. we do at our two big tournaments a year, Paddle Blues and Fallen Tide. We have generous sponsors like Dakota Lithium, uh, Brock with Backpacker. You know, they are very generous sponsors. Some other, um, some other sponsors that we'll talk about, they provide the products. We have some really great uh, 
uh, members who will donate just a crap load of money, uh, you know, $100, $200 in the hopes of winning a, you know, $3 bait like myself uh, and Eric Stacy. I know we, we were both uh, free, pretty generous with our money after we've been up since four in the morning and drinking since five uh, in the <laughs> afternoon. That goes back with the club takes, we go back and we put it into, um, you know, where the events and, and to really kind of promote the sport of kayak fishing. So this year we were lucky enough to get Dakota Lithium on board. And um, what I'd like for you is, is uh, Craig is tell us a little bit about Dakota Lithium batteries, if you could. Okay. Um, Dakota Lithium Batteries is a company that is headquartered out in Seattle, and our our factory is in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. So our our batteries are our batteries are as American made as allowed by by law. So uh, there's certain things that we're not allowed to do here in this country that are done overseas and then brought here and assembled. Um, we are probably the only lithium manufacturer that's still left in the United States. There's very few left. And that's all we do is manufacture batteries, lithium batteries. Um, it started with the e-bikes and then they developed the seven amp hour and the 10 amp hour. And now we've grown to the 23, the 54 and the granddaddy of them all, the hundred and the 170. Wow. It's so a, our product line has grown in, in two years. Just out of curiosity, what's the size of the 170 that we're talking about? Is it a big what's battery? The, yeah, I mean, is it like it's, physically? It's 44 pounds. And okay. It, so it's it has the And it has the energy of three deep cells, deep cell SLAs. And that's going to be considerably lighter than three big D cells. Yes. Those, those big guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So for people that, that kayak fish, you know, we're, we're running, um, you know, Lawrence systems. Some of the guys have the, the power poles. Um, I know some guys run lights and stuff on it. Right. What type of battery is typically going to be used uh, in regards to kayak fishing? Well, see, here's, here's the, here's the thing of it is, is that um, the new normal. Now we've, we've had a learning curve. From when we first came out two years ago, you know, we got killed on, we got slaughtered on, on social media, a hundred dollar battery, a hundred, you know, oh my gosh, we got killed, you know? Um, but the learning curve has happened on uh, the 10 amp hour. I would call the new normal in the industry to mm -hmm. run screens from seven inches and below. Now for the guys who are running seven, nines, tens, and twelves, we just put out the 23 amp hour. So that's really become the new normal uh, for the guys with the larger, larger screens. Tyler, and you were just showing us uh, the, the, the 10 amp hour battery uh, on the yeah. screen. So if you could put that up there again real quick so we can look at it. And, and Tyler, how heavy is that? I mean, I know I felt it, it's, it's extremely light, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's noticeably lighter than uh, the standard lead, just lead deer feeder battery that you'd find in Walmart. You know, I mean, it's, it's a quality product. You're going to get more run time out of it, and it's uh, significantly less weight. And Craig, the 2.5 pounds. 2.5 pounds. Craig, the 23-hour battery that you've got now, is that the same size as the 10, or is it bigger? 
No, it's it's if you could picture two tens stacked up on top of each other. Okay. So it's taller, but it kept the same width. We kept the same width. What is the price point on that particular battery? I believe one ninety is the price point for that. Okay. Um, and it'll last roughly twenty three hours. No, 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 no. Um, depend. It all depends on your on your unit. You know. Um, I'm battery stupid, so I just I buy what looks pretty <laughs> or what Brock sells me. You know, he says, "Hey, this is what you want to buy." Um. Well, if you look at the new the new um the new Lowrance stuff, all that all that the live scope has escalated to the twenty three amp hour, so that. Even with the lives, even with the 10 amp hours, uh, our Lowrance pros were only getting five and a half hour runtime on the 10 amp hour. Okay. So that's why we had to develop the 23 to handle the higher, the higher usage. And so with the 23, what, uh, about how long do you, do you anticipate that, that running? With, um, with of a bigger different models. I would, I would say you would get, you get 12, 14 hours on the live scope. And you would get anything else. Um, you would get days. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, now all these batteries are certainly they're rechargeable, correct? Correct. You get two thousand recharge cycles. Okay. So two thousand recharge cycles. Uh, approximately how many years is that? I guess it depends, it depends on how, how many, many, how much you fish, and how much you use. The I guess. Yeah. I mean, Tyler, I'm thinking. I mean, shit, Tyler, that last come year. on. How? You fish every day; it could last you five years, huh? Yeah, exactly. Just about. wow. So Just about. when you put it in the grand scheme of things, you think one hundred and ninety dollars, but I mean, hell, you got a battery lasting you five or six years. That's a pretty good investment. Well, yes, but it, it's it's not only it's not only a pretty good investment; it's a necessity now. Yeah, you know, if you're you're paying twelve hundred dollars for a unit or more, you know, a two hundred dollar battery is not. You know, in the scope of things, you know, it's, it's a necessity now. You know? It, it is. It is. And I tell you, there's nothing more aggravating when you're fishing, you know, especially in tournaments and your battery's going dead after an hour or two. Um, I mean, I know before I, you know, I switched over to lithium batteries that I'd go out there and, you know, you start having issues with your battery and you're way up in the marsh and all of a sudden you're relying on that GPS and it goes out. And I mean, you're, you're basically yeah, pulling up your yeah. cell phone. Hoping you know your cell phone's got a good you know signal, so you can yeah. um you know you can find your way out of the marsh. Um, well, what what really took off in conjunction with our ten amp hour battery, we followed the ten amp hour battery up with our ten amp hour power box, and that for you guys has really taken off big time. Um, can you see me? Did I lose you? Oh, no, there we, we go. We got you. We got All you. Right. I didn't plug my, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So Tyler yeah. was, was showing us the, the power box earlier. Um, and Tyler, if you could put it back on the screen real quick so we can get a real good shot of it. Um, so t Craig, if you could tell us a little bit about the power box and how it works. Well, the power box is, is powered by our 10 amp hour battery. It comes with a 12 volt cigarette type plug. It comes with two USB ports. Two LED flashlights uh, on the side of it. Um, what else does it have? Oh, two powered posts. So you, in any scenario, you need power to charge your phone, your GoPro, your unit. 
um, you have that you have that power, and that whole unit only weighs, I think, three point two pounds. Wow. So you can even take it in the tree stand with it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I see I, pictures of people, you know, people hanging out on the beach where they're sitting in the sand and they're charging their phone, playing music on a Bluetooth speaker, or just, you know, you can, oh, use yeah. it. you can just take it and use it for all kinds of different things. I mean, multi-purpose. I mean, you put your battery in there, you put your 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 lithium battery in there, and that's what runs the power box, basically. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And then you can use that basically wherever you want to go. I mean, it's not just for kayak fishing. You can use it if you're if you're on the beach, by the pool, you know, in a tent, uh, maybe I, on Lake Erie, I, I got, Pennsylvania. I, well, you know which one I have here. Ow. Hold on a second. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We got the Power Box 40 in the tent, brothers. You know, and what is that? This is our. Uh, the boys in Seattle really went to work on this one, and I hope you can see it well enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some pictures you know, I can put up of it a little better too. That's got, and this with this with the 40 amp hour, you can ch charge your laptop 11 times. Wow. So you you can be gone for a week or more, and you can charge your laptop 11 times. Now, the beauty of all of our batteries is that our power management boards that are built inside of it that control the energy input and output are all solar capable. So our 50-watt our 50 watt solar panel that we sell can charge our 10 amp hour battery from dead dead to full in 3.5 hours. So oh, that's awesome. You know, so you finish fishing for the day, and if you're out in the tent and, and don't have, you know, don't have the ability to, to connect it to some kind of electricity, you basically put out your uh, your solar panel, charge up your batteries, and you're good to go by the next day. Absolutely. Oh, that's Absolutely. nice. That's nice. That's how far we've come, man. It's it's happening quick. The lithium yeah. revolution is happening quick. You know, it really is. That's great. Uh, and, so the, and the beauty is, is that what we all have to understand is one thing I want to point out is that the chemistry, all lithiums are not the same, you know, and that's what we have to, that's our next, that's the next story we have to tell as, as a company is, that our chemistry, the LiPo4 in, uh, LiPo4 chemistry, is not the burning lithium. It's not the blow up lithium. It's not the catch on fire lithium. It's not if water gets on it, it's going to blow up. All that is all twenty years old. You know that's that's not even all, relevant anymore. Yeah, that's all China you know? stuff. This is this is America, right? This is American made. It's you know it's America. American made American made as it can be. But it's just the chemistry that is that is different, and uh, and that's what makes it safe. That's what makes it stable. That's what gives you the two thousand recharge cycles, um, and that's what gives you the lightweight of it. Man, that sounds great. I, I you know, uh, I'm gonna definitely uh, get me one of those power boxes. I think Tyler. We got some. Uh, are we raffling off any of those power boxes? Yeah, that, that's, that's a good thing. We got Dakota Lithium on as a sponsor this year. So um, for every event um, through the rest of the year that we're hosting, we're going to be giving some of these batteries away. Uh, 
including even the smaller tournaments like uh, Rumble and the River coming up. But uh, for Fallen Tide, yes, we do have a, uh, a power box as well. That's fantastic. I know I just had uh, Brock hook me up with one of those big Lawrence thingies, you know, that I'm still trying to figure out the buttons on it. Um, I was able to uh, to figure out the map feature, and then I, I don't even know the side scan. I don't even know what I'm looking at on that thing. It just, you know, I put it down. That is, I've watched everywhere. so many YouTubes on that, trying to figure that side scan out, dude. I tell you, all I see is yellow on the sides, man. I don't get it. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. I looked down and I see I see curves and stuff, and I was like, I was all excited when I um when I went out and fished the IFA couple couple weeks back, couple months ago. I was like, man, I'm gonna kick everybody's ass, and I'm gonna see all the big bull reds. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I should have read the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, I, as far as the map details on it, uh, as far as my, my my old Lorenz with the with the with the map card on, it, it's incredible, and the uh, the detail on it, the touch screen. Putting in waypoints, it's really, really nice. Um, I just got to figure it out. Do you know what unit you have? Well, what is it, Brock? The Elite 7 HDI? 7 Ti 2. 7 Ti Pi 2 or something, yeah. The big one. <laughs> no, big not the 9-incher. I know. I think Josh has got the 9-incher. Uh, he probably needs a 20. That's, that's kind of personal, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's trying to, probably trying to compensate for something, you know, when he starts going around buying 9-inch uh, – screens for a kayak i don't know dude i got a nine inch screen so come on now let's see <laughs> well you know, I don't think got, uh, i don't think i'm compensating look we got another member in our group who's also 56 uh todd and uh you know they're always talking about poor todd you know you start getting older and you start the screens start getting bigger you know That's it, brother. bigger he does carry you like know, eight rods on his boat too i think you know so uh, i do too you, know, you carry it. Well, well, bass fishermen, they, they got to. It's just like they're, they're it's crazy the amount of rods they carry. I only carry six. Well, but, you know, but, it's just uh, like you know. ice fishing. It's just a convenience. You don't have to retie all the time. You know what I mean? So it's just as easy to carry an extra yeah. rod than having to retie. I agree with you. I agree with you. And sometimes we get there and we get lazy and we're like, you know, I've caught like five reds. I should probably retie this knot and do this and that. And you don't. And the next thing you know, it breaks off on the very next fish. And that was the fish you were waiting for all day and you're like, you just dumbass. Uh, you know, so. I can't wait to come down and catch a big red because when I was down at pack this year, and I think it was February, I was down there. Um, we got blown off one day. It was pretty bad. And, uh, I caught two reds down there and they were just 20 inches, you know, nothing big, but, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, uh, catching a big bull red. That's my next goal. You know, have you, uh, ha have you caught a tarpon yet out of a kayak? No. That's okay. Like, that's, so, like a, that's like a bucket list thing, dude, before I die. So bull red first, bull red first. Uh -huh. And then next year come out and, uh, you know, we, we can certainly introduce you to some guys. I know Brock's Brock's done this past year. Brock, that was your, your first tarpon out the kayak, right? Yep. Yeah. How big was that? Was that tarpon? Uh, we thought it was around 80, 80 to 90 pounds. You look bigger than that. Don't, don't sell yourself short. That thing was at mm. least six. That only thing was at least a hundred. Now you know that how Brock is fish. photoshopping all those pictures though. He probably well, that's true. That's true. He is. Yeah, yeah. So, so Craig, they, you know, um, around, uh, it was about probably about June and July, the tarpons start coming off the beach in Pensacola and in that area, Navarre, and you go not even a mile offshore 
and they're just rolling. I mean, you can see them oh rolling. And we actually did a trip in July. Me and a buddy of mine, we went out with, uh, with Brandon Barton. We were talking about earlier with Emerald Coast. We hooked one. And he was, he was 120, 125 pounds. Wow. And my buddy fought him for a little while. You know, uh, Brandon got him up in the air, jumping up the air, you know, and, and uh, handed me off the rod. So I'm the third guy on the fish. And I start cranking down, you know, and, and getting them in. Uh, I got him up to the top. And he went down, he, he broke, he broke the leader, which was, you know, an 80 pound, 60, 60, 80 pound test. But they, uh, if you want to do something fun, um, you know, and you want to catch a big fish out of a kayak, uh, that, that's, that's the next step. Cause seeing well, those, you know, if, if, water, if, if you, if you go to my, if you go to my outdoor page, stormy outdoors, you'll see a video of me catching uh, King salmon on Lake Ontario in a kayak. That's kind of fun. You know what I mean? It's oh, not a tarpon. It it's not a tarpon. You know what I mean? But it's kind of fun, you know. So they give they give you a nice sleigh ride. It, it's stormy weather, not stormy. Stormy weather is your site. Don't, don't go there. Yeah, not don't stormy. Does anybody just everybody look? You went there. Stormy weather, not stormy. Daniels is a completely different style oh altogether. Uh, you know. So. We're going to avoid his that. And his, so, um, and his hotel Wi-Fi held up for that comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, Craig, man, we, we it's been a great time having you on. I definitely want to have you back on. I want to hear about Absolutely. all these adventures and talk a little bit more about the batteries. And as I told you before we started, you, when you're ready to come down to Louisiana and do some fishing, you can come down for Fallen Tide for Paddlepalooza. You know, we'll get you up on stage when we when we do the uh, we do the raffle and, and – Tell us a little bit about hey, the products. We'll set you, we'll get you set up for fishing. That's a business trip. That's, that's a business. Right. It's absolutely is a business it's a trip. business trip, right? It, it absolutely is. You know, Bo, when you're watching this, when I send you the link, Paddlepalooza, brother, I, I want to go. Look, you'll have some great good. food. You'll have some great food, some yeah. great fishing, some great company. Um, you know, the thing is, is that we get these sponsors and, and we've had some of the same sponsors for the longest at Hobie, uh, you know, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shops, and they continue to sponsor us because we have a big loyalty. What's that? Backpacker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we have a really strong loyalty to our, uh, to our sponsors and we continuously promote them. And to be honest with you, a lot of times it's because of the products they sell. We've been approached about, you know, uh, being sponsored by some other products. And we've actually turned them down just because it, it, we really don't want to sell something or to promote it if it's not a really good product. Because a lot of people come to us as officers or we'll even watch this show in, in, in Texas. Hey, man, I'm looking for a new battery. I'm looking for a, a new Lawrence. I'm looking for a new kayak. And, you know, we really try to lead them in the right direction and i know tyler's been talking real highly about your products for a while i know a lot and, of the guys use them and, and they're very very popular so and we it's appreciate been a, your it's, sponsorship of the club and it's been an absolute pleasure working with tyler all year and you know it's great it's just great to see you know i love it all dude you know it's just you know like i said i was down at pack doing the salt life i'm up here doing the bass thing you know it's just you know is there a better job? I don't think so. And I know, I know PAC's out of commission right now a little bit uh, on their, as far as their store goes, but uh, they are a dealer for Dakota lithium batteries. And I'm yes, sure they once are. they're back yes, up. They are. And that's a good point, Craig. Where, where can people buy your products at in, um, in Louisiana? Oh, 
Yeah, Tyler will put up a list after we're done in the show because I got to look that. I mean, up. online, I'm, I'm sure. Not... Yeah, and and, and yes. DakotaLithium.com, right? Yes, our our site you can sell, but we'd like we would really like to push you to the retailers who are supporting us through the retail stores. So we'll Absolutely. get a list of Tyler, and you can you can add that in the show notes. Okay, Brock. Do you know? Does, do you know if Backpacker carries the Dakota Lithia batteries? We don't, but uh, I'll definitely get in touch and see see what we can do. Yeah, I know because you guys hook up a lot of accessories over there. They're, they're always, you know, when I go in there and I was like, Brock, I, I don't even want to screw with this. I don't have time, you know, fix fix me up here. And he'll put in the Lorance so that you know they'll put in the power pole and they'll take care. I mean, real professional jobs too. They've done a lot of it, and uh, you know, hooking up with with batteries like that, I think it would be a great combination over there. Oh, uh, okay. Because I thought he was from Backpacker Magazine. I'm like, okay, so where's the connection for the sponsorship here? <laughs> <laughs> No, they, they, yeah, have a, with, uh, they have a retail store in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, oh, they okay. do. That's fantastic. They, they do a lot of. Um, well, obviously, they sell a lot of kayaks, a lot of Hobie kayaks, a lot of other kayaks, and they do a lot of um, uh, outdoor stuff. Uh, you know, camping and right. um, skiing and things of that nature. Right, Brock? Yes, sir. We do full service um, travel agency as well as um, outfitting really? for any kind of trip. Yeah. And he's good looking. Look at the young stud. Yeah. Yeah. We keep trying to bring him into the, uh, into the club as an officer, but he's smart enough to stay away from this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I like fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Craig, look, we're going to get you back on. I want to hear, I'm going to definitely get you. You're on Facebook, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna check it out because I want. I want to see your your exploits over this week. I, I, I wish you good luck, Fisher Lake Gary. I hope you you get on some nice Thank bass and uh, and definitely have you back on again. Um, when you're ready to go, get in touch with Tyler. We'll get you down here. You know, for uh, for Fall Tide Patapalooza, whenever well, you're Patapalooza ready. Patapalooza is sounding good, brother. I'm telling you. That, that's, it's a great tournament. If that's the one you're gonna, if that's the one you're gonna, if you're gonna make a tournament, that's the one you need to make. I mean, that's that's our uh, biggest, that's the one. biggest one of the year. So. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, my tripod just died on me. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to. If, I know I know it's 10, 13 over there right now. So if you need to get to bed early, I'm going to you know, get I'm gonna whatever get you want to do. That's and, great. Uh, but, hit um, the bed, brother. Okay, man. That's appreciate great. you coming well, Good on. luck tomorrow. Appreciate you coming on. And thanks for all the Thank goodies you guys. you over for us. Thank you. Thank you for the support, right. guys. I appreciate it. I really do. Have a great night, guys. All right, you too. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was Craig Stormy Stewart. Now, Brock, they've been sitting over there making notes, uh, copious notes, thinking, "How I want to live that life. What do I need to do to, to live that life? I'm almost yeah. in college. I could work for uh, Hobie or Dakota Lithium and just travel the world fishing. Um, <laughs> but look, you've got we've got these new kayaks coming out. I've been seeing some advertisements. The the 2020 Hobies are almost here. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, should be looking at, at having everything but the 360 series in the store by the end of the week. Okay, so we've got um, – certainly we, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the, the new 360 kayaks that are coming out, the Hobies. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. So they, uh, that's kind of the, been the highlight of the past couple of weeks in the kayak world since paddle sports retailer. Um, they came out with the 360, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen, um, the drive 
pretty similar to the the 180 drive, um, except the fins will actually rotate 180 de- or 360 degrees. So um, I, I kind of relate it most to having like a trolling motor on your boat that can spin and, and go in any direction. How is that operated? Is I know with the with the 180 drive, you pull the cord to flip the fins in order to to go on forward and reverse. With the 360 drive, is that the still same accord or how's that uh, work? So there's no cords anymore. Um, there's actually so on your um, left side where you normally have your uh, steering handle. <clears throat> um, there's actually a handle on top of that one, and that handle will spin 360 degrees. So that handle actually controls the direction that your um, pedals are facing. So, and then on right in front of you on your pedals, you have an arrow to see which way it's facing. So you can spin that in conjunction with the rudder, or just use it on its own and kind of use that to to move around rather than just having forward and reverse. So you literally just turn the knob if I want to go to say eleven o'clock on 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 the dial there and uh, start you know kicking my feet a little bit, and it's going take me to 11 o'clock straight over there to my left yeah yeah it's uh it's it'll definitely take a a learning curve for sure it's it's kind of like driving your first car we didn't all hop in it and and take off or most people didn't um so you'll you'll kind of have have to get used to it have you gotten to try it out yet no i haven't yet I'm, i'm dying to i've talked to a couple of guys who have though and what what what's the uh what's the general take on it um most people as soon as they get in it that's what they want um, I know we, we kind of choose what, whichever boats we want for the next year. I know a lot of guys who are convinced that, that that's going to be the one they're going to be in. Any idea how many, um, um, how many of the, uh, the 360s y'all are going to get in? Um, so it, it's kind of up in the air right now. They're, they're kind of trying to give each dealer what they've sold already. So we're, we're definitely taking pre-solds. Um, We've got plenty on them, of them on order and reserve. So if you're interested in one, best thing to do would be to give us a call. That way we can mark you down as a pre-sold and get that boat in the store. Great. Now, in addition to the 360, the Outback's got a new feature. Uh, the 2020 Outback's got a new feature on the uh, Mirage Drive. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's actually um, the kick-up fins, which is uh, what you're referring to. It's um, going to be on all boats from the compass up. So Compass, Revo, um, Outback, and as well as all the tandem boats are going to have kick-up fins on them. So basically what that is, is it's just like all the videos we've seen with the 360 drive. They're running over logs and uh, running over rocks and stuff. And the fins, instead of bending, they actually break away and then rejoin once you're over that obstacle. How, you know, and I was trying to figure out, how does the fin know to kick back down like that? Is there a, have you so seen believe, a mechanism or something? I, I believe it's, it's just kind of the, the force of the drive as you keep pedaling is what kicks it back in, into motion. So literally you keep pedaling the entire time and then they, they join back up. That's incredible. I mean, I've know how many drives I've bent just cruising down and, and hitting an underwater structure you know, obstruction that you, you didn't know was there. And then next thing you know, that, that drives bent. And if you don't have a spare bar on you, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of screwed the rest of the day, unless uh, I always carry spare ones on, me. but geez, I've spent a couple hundred dollars probably on those bars, um, yeah. you know, fishing with that. Um, one of the things I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard anything about this, you know, going through grass and things like that. Do you know uh, how effective that'll be when you're pushing against grass or something like that where you have gentle resistance 
Or do you know if it's going to be some kind of force in order to kick it back? I mean, if you know, I, I'm not sure if you've seen anything about that yet. Yeah. So I've, I've actually talked to a couple of guys who, who have used them already. And they said that there's um, a knob or uh, I believe it's an, it might be an Allen key that you can adjust the tension on them. So whether you're going in grass or not, we'll probably all set ours pretty stiff. That way, if we run in something solid, they'll kick up. But as we're pedaling through grass, we should be able to control whether or not it kicks up. It, okay. Now with the older, um, say you've got a, a one or two year old outback, can, is there a conversion kit if you want to try to change your Mirage drive to that? Or do you basically have to get a whole new drive? So there's, there's not a kit right now. And there are a couple of changes to the actual spine on the, um, on the drive to where it, it's not going to be able to, to swap over as easily as most people would think. Um, so for right now, especially with the demand they're having for the 2020 kayaks in general, because of that drive, they're not going to be for sale right away, nor will there be convert conversion kits. But um, it should be in, in the future that we'll be able to get either conversion kits or just buy the drives outright. And so, um, so what color 2020 did you get? <laughs> no, sorry, you can't hear me. The, the new Outback. Did you get a new one, the 2020? No, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna go with the Outback. I think I'm gonna give the the PA 360 a try. You're going. You're going big boy. Yep. Yep. 12, 12 or 14. Probably going 14. A little bit more speed. Speed with the 14. It's faster than the 12. It is. Yeah. If you kind of if you look at the front, the uh, the bow is a, a little more gradual. Um, and then if you look at the, the front of the 12, it's, it's kind of blunt. So it pushes more water rather than, than gliding. So you actually get more speed out of the 14. Okay. All right. Well, tell us about the, the, the price is the price increasing at all for the new Outback, the 2020s with the breakaway. Yeah. So every boat with breakaway fins is going to go up $50. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. So it's really not bad at all. I mean, really that's, that's, uh, two sets of extra, um, extra mass. That's a pretty good deal, actually. I, I, I wish I would have known. Um, geez, now I got to get a 2020, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'll win one at uh, Paddlepalooza. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, we've got Falling Tide coming up. Do, do we know yet, Eric, uh, Brock? Do we know yet what, what kind of kayaks we're giving away yet? Not yet. We, need, we definitely need to get together on that and uh, figure out what, what the grand prizes are going to be. Some 2020s, maybe some 360s, some uh, breakaways. Uh, 360. <laughs> that's, that's, that's there really should asking. be. We should have a couple of 360s down there, kind of showing them off, and might even be able to drop them in the water and let people try them out. That'd be fantastic. I tell you, if, if we can get out there and at least let some people try them out, you yeah. know, um, I think that that'd be a great idea. So, do you know? Do y'all have any um, like demo days coming up anytime soon? So we're, we're going to wait until we get our all of our new boats in um, and kind of do like a group demo. So we're doing it based on on sign up. So all you have to do is call the store, give me a message, and um, we'll, we'll let you know when, when it's going to be, where it's going to be, and kind of have it a little more inclusive rather than just going out there and setting up and letting anybody try. So just reach out to me, and I'll get you on the list, and then we'll kind of let you know when we go ahead and do it. So I, I heard uh, there was a rumor that Tyler had actually messaged you earlier about that, that, you know, about wanting to get on that list to, to go demo some, um, some Hobies. I'll let, um, I'm sure it's plenty I'm of not gonna, I don't mind letting them go in front of me. I'm not going <laughs> to, uh, going to throw them under the bus for that one. <laughs> well, I, I, there's another rumor that I know, um, 
certain certain member of the club like placed his order for the 360 like the day it was announced or something he said he wanted he wanted his um kind of tall um uh asian uh character uh no name name. francis <laughs> oh no francis name names there was a uh, kayak supplier customer uh privilege there so i wasn't gonna name any name <laughs> so no. but um Tell us, uh, what about any any new colors coming out for the Outback or the Pro Anglers? So no, nothing new with uh, with the Outback or PAs color wise. But uh, when the 360 was originally announced, it was the blue camo, um, kind of like a blue, gray, and black swirl. Um, and a lot of people were questioning, well, what if I want a, a high vis boat? I want to be seen out there. So at Paddle Sports Retailer, they actually released the um, the Amazon green camo. So it's a little bit more more visible color, and uh, it's gotten a, a lot of good feedback. The Amazon green color camo? Yeah. yeah. Sounds pretty cool. So, uh, again, you're expecting these new shipments to come in towards the end of this week? Yeah, so uh, everything but the 360s towards the end of this week, and then um, 360s are set to ship, uh, should be into September. So I'm hoping we have it right before fall and tide. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay, great. Well, I know you're going to be down fishing IFA this weekend in Grand Isle. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm, it's going to be in Grand Isle, but we'll see. Well, the weigh-in is going to be in Grand Isle. Yeah, yeah, yeah Grand, Grand Isle. In Grand Isle for the weigh-in. Yeah, weigh-in will be in Grand Isle, but wind's looking a little little nasty, so especially thinking, for Saturday. You're thinking maybe Hopedale then. That, that sounds like a good option. That, that's that's an option that, that Francis definitely takes. Uh, yeah. So, you know. Um, well, look, uh, Brock, we appreciate having you on again and, and talking to us about these uh, these new changes to the kayaks. A lot of great things going on with the Hobie kayaks and everything. And I uh, look forward to having you back on soon. And certainly I look forward to seeing you down there on uh, on Thursday. All right. Sounds good. So, look, guys, before we go to a commercial break, uh, I just want to announce real quick, we had the Speck and Redfish Cup from Lafayette Club, and I did want to recognize the winners uh, from that tournament. Talked to Justin Bear later, uh, earlier on today. And so, uh, heaviest flounder, Calcutta, Michael Carter. Uh, Leopard Red was Kevin Alexander. The kids' division winner was Luke Robinson. Third place from the Speck and Redfish Cup, Club uh, Cup. Sorry, was Luke Besslin, second place, Andrew Halpert, and first place, uh, Matt Carr from Pat Kayak Rentals uh, took first place. Also, they had a, a raffle for a brand new uh, PA14. I think it was a 2019. Uh, Shane uh, Ransonet, uh, probably butchering that name, but Ransonet uh, won the uh, won the raffle for the new PA14. So congratulations to Shane on that. Uh, we're going to go take a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Backpacker, and we'll be right back with uh, Eric Stacy. What's up guys, it's Brock from the Backpacker. Just want to show y'all a couple of new rod holders that we just got in. They've been really hot lately. Um, right here we got the Zuka 2, great for sight fishing. You stick your rod in there really quick, don't have to worry about it falling out. We also have the Omega Pro, which is a really good ride the bull rod holder. You can put your rod in there, lock it in, don't have to worry about it. And then the brand new AR2 from Yak Attack, which is a great rod for sight fishing. All you gotta do is set your rod in it, you don't have to worry about knocking it out of the boat. And don't forget, be sure to visit us online at www.backpackeroutdoors.com or in one of our stores in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. Hey guys, we're back uh, with Eric Stacy. He is the tournament director for Falling uh, for Bayou Coast Club. And uh, Eric is going to be talking to us a little bit about Falling Tide. We've got that tournament coming up. Uh, what is it again, Eric? I, I think it's, I know it's in October. 19th. October 19th. And um, this is a tournament that takes place, uh, boundaries include basically south of Bell Chase, 
all the way down to Venice, Louisiana. Is that correct? That is correct. And I know this. I know this is one of your 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 favorite tournaments. Actually, it's actually my favorite. I love Paddlepalooza, but uh, I love fishing Highway Twenty Three. It's it's a great place to fish. You know, I it's probably my favorite as well. I always feel like I got a good fighting chance in this tournament. You know, uh, everybody's got their spots in for Paddlepalooza, Leeville, and, and my grandfather out of a boat. And uh, I just I just love going down there. It's 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 close. It always feels like home to me. Um, so this is Bayou Coast, really their their second big premier tournament of the year, and uh, a lot of raffle prizes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the tournament? Well, uh, I think we're in the I forget the, how many years it's been going on, but uh, the, to me, the, I love fishing in the fall. I mean, everybody loves fishing in the fall. Uh, we moved it up. It used to be a lot in like November, really cold, a lot of cold fronts come through, messing things up after pre-fishing. So we moved it up again. We're in October. Hopefully the weather is going to be, you know, the lows will be in the lower 60s, high, and like about 72 would be perfect. But we don't want to talk about weather before a tournament. So uh, we'll never do that. I just say we'd like to have that there. But um, really great tournament, really great fishery down there. Um, you know, we've seen redfish come in at eight, half, nine pounds, you know, so uh, – you know, it's just got there. There's a lot of flounder out there. Uh, finding trout that time of year, it's in and out, but, uh, you know, it, they can be found. Yeah. And so um, this, like like Patapalooza, it's also the, the main categories. There's a slam. It's a thing of uh, uh, your redfish, your trout, your flounder. Have you fish trout thunder and i think i'm internet sorry guys i'm i'm at a, i'm at, i'm up the hampton in tonight yeah so, uh, i'm watching a chinese movie yeah sorry about that tell us tell us about the categories for this tournament eric uh, of course we have the slam which is your uh redfish uh between 16 and 27 cannot touch 27 line um the mule trout um saddle flounder um you know um typical bayou coast tournament yeah. And slam categories obviously pay the big money with the first two places generally being new kayaks, then the remaining places being paid out in cash. The uh, side uh, categories for the big redfish, trout, flounder, leopard red are all various prizes donated by sponsors. I think usually Bass Pro, Cabela's, uh, you know, Puglia's, some of those places have donated some really nice prizes in the past. Uh, fish finders, uh, all kinds of things for, for the tournament. Yeah. Um Great tournament, man. Uh, I can't say enough about this tournament. Uh, the whole thing is, is that, you know, Paddlepalooza, we have, you know, 200, 250 people. This one typically is in the 125 to the 130 range. And remember, we pay out prizes based on how many people are there. So I believe it is, uh, Tally, maybe be able to correct me on this, but you can go to bayoucoast.com, uh, uh, click the events button up the top uh, right-hand corner, it gives you all the rules of this tournament. We're getting ready to go live with it here and probably in the next two or three days. Um, but the biggest thing about this tournament is, is that it's just a great event. The, the um, marina we're at is just awesome. I mean, it's, it's covered. It's very nice. Um, I just can't say enough about it. A lot of good food. Well, of course. Y'all doing, y'all 
uh, doing uh, the the pasta lie again Friday night? Of course, the little rascals will be cooking up pasta lie Friday night, and uh, we'll be frying y'all's catch on Saturday. That's fantastic. Now, um, registration we talked about goes up in the next uh, probably the next couple of days. As far as uh, bait that that uh, people can use this year, I know in the past a lot of years it's been artificial. Are y'all allowing live bait to be used this year? Live bait, dead bait. Yes, just like Patapalooza, anything that's state legal is is legal. In other words, you can use live bait, dead bait, artificial. Anything that's legal within the state of Louisiana's laws is legal for this tournament. Okay. And tell us why it's important. I know a lot of people, you know, we, we're, we're, we're lazy and we wait till the last minute to sign up for tournaments. Why is it important, especially in, in with Paddlepalooza and Fallen Tide, to sign up early for these tournaments? Well, guys, this year is a little bit different. It's an election year. So uh, uh, today I talked to my T-shirt guy, and he says, Eric, I need a three-week lead time on T-shirts. So we're about – six weeks out, give or take, that means around October 1st or 2nd, I have to get my T-shirt order in. And uh, this year in the captain's bags, we'll have a long sleeve performance shirts, which a lot of people love. And we'll have a um, a pre-sale on short sleeve cotton poly shirts. But get registered early because it's really hard to guesstimate how many people are going to show up. And the biggest deal is, is that you pay for entry in this tournament and we want to get you the proper. But when I'm guesstimating, oh, there goes my dogs. Uh, when I'm guesstimating T-shirts, I have to do it three weeks prior to the end of the tournament. Hang on a second. Oh, you gotta love dogs. Anyway, and hotel internet. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that once registration goes up, if y'all. Even have an inkling of going, just go, sign up, sign up and, and go. Because guessing the t-shirt sizes, I don't want you to give you a, a, a medium if you wear uh, extra large, because it, it is what we do. I mean, it's it's so hard to guesstimate, but if you're going to go sign up, don't watch the weather. Don't just, if you're going to go or you think, just go. And so the only way really to be guaranteed your shirt size is to sign up early on. That's correct. It, you know, by talking to the T-shirt guy today, uh, he said, Eric, I need your order in three weeks prior to. That puts it around October 1st, October 2nd, because they're doing a lot of political signs, everything else. They're really, really busy. Uh, so, you know, we're going to get a registration up here in the next couple of days and sign up, get your T-shirt size in. We'll have a link to Tyler, uh, get a link up to do the extra shirts. And if you want one of those extra cotton poly shirts, short sleeve, you know, sign up for that because I make the order on October 1st or 2nd. And I think we have it where registration goes up until, is it the uh, 13th, Tyler? Is that correct? Uh, I don't have the date in front of me. I think it's um, maybe uh, one week before the event starts. And then yeah. uh, then you then you, you'll still allow to sign up, but you'll have late fees. Yeah, uh, correct. And then you, you'll be able to sign up all the way through the captain's meeting. Yeah. And also another thing is signing up before the uh, registration deadline, before it goes to late fees, all that money goes into the pot. So once once we get to the the cutoff, because we never know if you have 10 people show up and, and do late fees or 30 people, we can only guarantee that money going to the pot. All the late fees and all is, is this different story. But just sign up early. That's all I ask. And. So we can get a good head count because there's a lot of money being spent on food, uh, 
and other things, tables, chairs, that's got to be coordinated. And the process, just be, everything be coordinated. And it's really hard for the last minute people coming in, signing up. Um, So if you have, think you want to go, sign up. The, the earlier you sign up, the bigger your uh, – sometimes the, the bigger your captain's bag is going to be. So we have sponsors And the bigger that, payouts as well. Yep, bigger yeah. payouts. Uh, and, you know, sponsors may say, hey, we're going we're gonna to donate um, 75 packs of, of lures to put in your captain's bags. Well, you know what? If, if we have 125 people sign up, the first 75 people that sign up are going to get those bags. Uh, we always start at the beginning of the row and, and stuff the bags, and we run out of product when we run out. Yeah, that's, so that's correct. Uh, yeah, it's basically first come first serve. The earlier you sign up, the better your captain's bag is. You, I mean, we have guys in the past that you know gave really great baits, but they only give twenty five of them. So the first twenty five people got those baits. You know, so it works like that. So yeah, and uh, the the weigh in this year in in the captain's meeting, that's all. It's it's at Cypress Cove Marina. Yes, Cypress Cove yeah. Marina, uh, same it's, place. And so for people that are coming down that want to fish the tournament, I know Venice seems like a long ways and, and, you know, we understand it, you know, if you're coming in, you could fish that morning and then try to go get a room at Cypress Cove. I think we have, um, we a have discount. A Is that right? Or we have a, a room? What's that? Yeah. Yes. We have, we have a room block. When you call to order your, uh, get your room you do with BCKFC, they have a room block out. We have a special rate through them. Uh, it's, Probably uh, twenty dollars off or so per night of the room rate, but they'll they may say that oh we're already booked that night, but no, it's say say you with Bayou Coast, and that way oh you with them, so we have a room a, a group of rooms blocked off. And look, guys, it's like uh, I don't know, I think the room's like maybe ninety bucks a night or something, and uh, I think there's two beds in each room. You split it with another guy, it's fifty bucks, and it's it's well worth it because you can get out there. Uh, there's a restaurant uh, down there if if you want to eat if you don't want like want seafood we certainly will have a lot of food over there there's a little store there you can you can buy stuff but you get down there you can stay for the way in you can drink a few beers you don't have to worry about driving back that night yeah. you know uh, we always I mean I know I do I stay down there every time and just have an absolute blast because even after the way in we're going into the raffle. You know, everybody's having a, a lot of fun. We're joking around. You know, it's you and a hundred of your best friends sitting around drinking beer. You know, and, uh, and talking about things. I remember the the first time I'd fished Paddlepalooza, I I did not get a room. So uh, we stayed Saturday, and of course I had bought a bunch of raffle tickets, and so I had to stay through the end of the raffle. And we know that usually lasts uh, pretty late into the evening. And and by the time it was done, trying to drive home was just not only was it miserable, but it was dangerous because I was falling asleep. And I've always tried to tell people who are coming to either Paddlepalooza or Fallen Tide that it's really a weekend-long event, and to get the full experience, you need to at least come down uh, Friday through Sunday, I think, is the, is the best way to experience it. Yeah, and look, the captain's meeting's not mandatory. It's a lot of fun, but it's it's not mandatory like some other tournaments. You know, you just need to know the rules, be aware of the rules. You can come in. if you, if, if And look, we know a lot, it, it, you know, a lot of people are tight with money, and, and that's okay. You can come in, fish Saturday, come and stay Saturday night. There are plenty of guys out there who are looking split rooms. I mean, you could in one of those rooms, you could probably sleep four guys in those rooms pretty easily, you know. Yeah, yeah uh, actually, bring a uh, bring a blow up uh, mattress. Mm-hmm. Even in even in the the smaller rooms, you have the two beds. You can fit a blow up mattress between both beds and a little single, a little twin, and you fit four people in there easily. But uh, I will say this: if you, if you come down pre fishing, plan on maybe getting there. You know, Thursday, Thursday evening, because rumor has it that there may be some food being cooked out there as usual. Crab legs? 
Thursday night. Crab what? legs? No, not crab legs. We had crab legs at Patapalooza. Yeah, I know we did. Big monster ass <laughs> crab legs. Those things were huge. Yeah, they came from Costco. They were they were they were they, they were, were huge. You could only eat one leg and you were full. Yeah, but no, I'm not doing crab legs this year. I, I'm gonna think of what to do. I may do like I did last year and do a, a pork stew and then so on on Friday, on Friday when we had the pasta live, you want to take a little of that pork stew and put it on top of your pasta live. Oh. Yeah, that was good. 100% white pork meat on top no, of no, no, no. down, on top of oh. always, always dark meat, man. Oh, dark that's meat. so good. Someone freaking it's me good. out. It's good. I'm thinking of your white meat, your <laughs> white pork meat. It's so good. So <laughs> good. I had that because I took it because you had it and I poured it over the pasta line. I think you, yeah. you gave me it was fantastic. It was really good. So, really good. Oh, uh, Anyway, if y'all get there early and pre-fish, come down, come down, you know, Thursday through uh, Saturday night. It's, yeah. it's not that much money. It's fun. It's a good time. And you get to mingle with people, especially if you're new and you want to meet people to the to this. It's a great time to mingle with people because we get there early. I, I'm going to be there Wednesday, bringing the trailers down, me and Josh, bringing them down, get there, get set up. Then we'll, we'll actually pre-fish Thursday uh, Friday, I get to pre-fish for a couple hours and come back and set up for the pasta But uh, my Thursday is my pre-fish day and my fun day because the work begins on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and Friday's your hangover day. And then Saturday is back to, to fishing. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. And Tyler, <laughs> I understand that we might have a special guest appearance for the raffle that you're working on. Is that correct? Yeah? No we're, clue. We were texting about it earlier? Nope. Certain, certain someone lives down in Venice? Might be making an appearance. You met her a while back. No, no idea. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He's just he's just being shy. So Tom is working on our raffle girl uh, to come up and make a guest appearance at the uh, at the tournament. So we'll see about that. By the way, I need to say something else. Uh, Todd brought up a point on the thing is that on the uh, forum we will be having a volunteer list. Mm-hmm. We cannot do this without the volunteers. Trust me. Uh, we will have fish cleaners out there. They already hired. But we need people to volunteer, you know, Saturday for cooks. On uh, we need prize runners, we need fish runners, we need people help setting up. We, there's a, there's a list out there. Please volunteer. You can make some great friends. When I started in this club, approximately what eight years ago, I didn't know anybody, and I signed up to be a cook for Saturday night, and that's where I met a lot of my longtime friends, Josh, you know, Darren. I mean, just a lot of people just volunteered and. You become, uh, you know, friends. Just like this past year, Dan, you know, Rob Bell, he volunteered to cook on Saturday night frying fish. Had a blast. He's yeah, like, no one knew who Dan was. Yep, nobody did. But you know what? He's volunteered already that he's going to do it. He said, "I'm gonna put me down on the volunteer list." I said, "Hold up, I got you to get going." But uh, please volunteer. You will not be sorry. I mean, it. You make some great friends and people that I met when I first started. I still fish with today because of that. You know? And if you want to make lifelong friends and, and, and everybody love you forever, you volunteer for Sunday morning uh, fry cook clean out. Yeah, the clean, cleaning the fryers. That's where we really need well, you. That's where we love those yeah. guys a lot. And also, there's a, if you sign up to volunteer, we have volunteer, volunteer raffle drawings just for volunteers. Yeah. And usually a headlamp, which I use in my work, I use all the time, you know, those are good lamps. Those are very good lamps. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, just please sign up. That's all I ask. 
I know your wife uses, I saw her when I was over at your house, she puts it on when she puts the lights out and puts the music on and gets that strobe going on that headlamp and she starts dancing around. It's crazy. I said, said Eric, what's Julie doing? Oh, flashbacks to the 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But she was wearing your Xanadu all sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, look guys, we went over again. Um, Eric, thanks a lot. We're going to obviously be having some big shows on for, for Falling Tide and going over launch locations and stuff. As we get closer, uh, our next episode will be two weeks away. So that's going to be the 24th. I think that's right before uh, Rumble on the River. So we're going to have a big episode about Rumble on the River and maybe talk some tactics, uh, fishing locations, go over the rules again. Uh, Again, this is that if you haven't signed up yet, you need to sign up now. This will be your last chance to qualify for the championship in November, which is starting to get a lot of traction, starting to get a lot of phone calls. People really looking forward to that. Rumor has it there's going to be some uh, some cooking down there too uh, come November and uh, at Topwater. So it's going to be a real good time. White meat versus dark meat. Yeah, white meat versus dark meat gumbo. So we're having the gumbo uh, cook off, and you know it's 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 a no brainer. Who's going to win this one? Yeah, me. So, so uh, Tyler is is pointing fingers at me. So yeah, yeah obviously yeah. that's that's good. That's a good, buddy. Um, so look, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Enjoyed having. Uh, uh, and, and I really wanted to thank Craig Stormy Storms coming on tonight. Uh, you can check him out at uh, was Stormy Weathers, Tyler. Stormy, Stormy Outdoors. Stormy Outdoors. And Dakota Lithium Outdoors on Facebook. Stormy Outdoors and Dakota Lithium Outdoors. Thanks again to Brock Miller with the Backpacker for coming on, talking to us a little bit, and uh, spreading some more lies about the IFA. Uh, but but really sharing some great things about the the new Hobies coming out. Looking forward to those. And, and again, thanks Eric for coming on, talking to us about Fallen Tide. Uh, certainly we'll be on talking about registration when it comes up and we look forward to seeing you guys back here in two weeks. All right, man. See you later. Later. All right, guys.